Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. Love it. Thank you, Scott. That's a good word. All right. Well, this morning we've got three stools because we're going to have three wise men up here. Um, but we've got a, uh, oh, the three stooges, yeah, three stools for the three stooges. Love having my wife in the front row to correct every time that I misspeak. Um, and so we actually have four generations of uh, Meyer men in the house as my grandfather is here this morning. It's been a while, Grandpa, and you've been back in church, but it's awesome to have you. We're glad that you're here. Also, Ron and Teresa are here with my dad. And so I'm going to ask my dad and my son to come up here and join me here this morning. And then also my mom, my sister, her tribe, cousins, grandparents, aunt and uncle. We got the whole family happening here, um, which is really special for us. Also, it's my sister's birthday. She's turning 42, turned 42, and I know that she wants nothing more than a big Quaker happy birthday. So we're just going to say happy birthday, Brittany, on a count of three. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Brittany. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Awesome. So, Dad, if you want to join me here, it would be perfect. Pastor Andrew, if we could get that mic. Are we just going to share this one? Okay. We're just going to share this one. So here's what we're going to do is, is we are going to, this morning, we're going to share things that we have learned from our father, um, and we're going to kind of pass the credit along down the line in the generation. I believe what we see in scripture is the, a swirl of honor happening in the Godhead. So we see God the father who has this son, and he says the perfect the perfect sacrifice is to send my son, and he's amazing, so let me send my son, and he'll take care of this, to bring all of people back to the Father. And when Jesus gets here in John chapter 5, he says, everything that I have done, I only do what I see my father do. And he's like, no, my, my father is awesome. It's about, it's about my dad. And then Jesus, he says, but I'm, when I leave, somebody else is coming who's even greater than I am. It's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is awesome, and, and God is awesome. And, and God's like, no, my son, he's, he's awesome. And the Holy Spirit says, hey, I'm coming here only to lead you back to God through the way of the Son, Jesus Christ. It's just this swirl of honor and affection and passion that the Godhead has for one another. And so I thought this morning, we'll have three men up here and just swirl in honor and appreciation for what we have seen in godly men um, pouring into their sons. And so hopefully we can learn a couple things uh, along the way. Maybe we can um, learn what not to do along the way as well. Like, ooh, bad idea, not going to do that one. Um, or you can just say, you know what, I want to have a deeper level of honor for my sons, for my daughters, for my parents um, as we kind of go through this whole experience here this morning. So, my main man, Judah Mack, are you ready to start us this morning? You got this. Bring it. All right, so there's something that I've always wanted to say. So, good morning, church. <laughs> uh, how many of you guys have family traditions? 
right, uh, I have a couple of family traditions. Um, around Christmas Eve, what we will do is we will set up a tent in the living room and we'll sleep in it um, until Christmas. And then we'll open up our presents in, in the tent and then we'll wait like three days to take it down because it's just too cool. <laughs> um, another family tradition is that we'll put money in the back of our books so um, so I'll have $11 because I'm 11 years old. Ronnie would have $8 and Nora would have $6. Uh, when you get done with that book, you'll take the money and you know put it somewhere or something. <laughs> uh, another thing that we will do is we actually started recently is we'll get $2 every week if we memorize a memory verse. Uh, a couple weeks ago, it was John 7:38. It was, whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Um, I like to watch my dad do a lot of things, and um, what he likes to do is he will watch what Michael Jordan does. <laughs> so he will, like, chew gum the way Michael Jordan does, like... So he'll go around chewing gum like this. So now I'm starting to walk around chewing gum like this. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I got. <laughs> Wow, he stole the show, man. There's, I don't know how to, how to follow up after that. Oh, Judah, that's good stuff, man. Um, wow. Yeah, I should. I should pull out some gum and chew it. There was something about the way that even Jordan was so intense. Even the way he chewed his gum, he abused that piece of gum. I don't know. Just, I just loved it. There's something, I think, in a lot of good fathers that at least in a good dad, I believe, that their children are constantly on their mind, even at work, whether you're at play, at home, on vacation, whatever. Mindful of your kids. Maybe they're watching me, or maybe I want to get them something, but I'm away on this little trip, or I want to make this phone call. There's something about that I think that's innate in a good father. There was an astronaut by the name of Eugene Sersnen who went, he's the last man to walk on the moon. And before he left the moon, he wrote the initials of his daughter in the moon, T-D-C. And the, it's kind of like this thing now, it's called Tracy's Rock is what it's called, but his daughter Tracy was on his mind even while he's having one of the biggest moments in all of humankind here on the planet. And because there's no atmosphere or wind on the moon, those initials are probably going to stand there forever. And it's just neat to be mindful of in the midst of the hustle and the grind and you're putting in 40, 50, 60 hours a week and whatever it is that you're doing, those kids are on your mind. Last night I went to a, uh, the dance recital out at Madison Grant and how many were dancing because maybe they're all in class now, but there were several of our church family that was there 
in this, in this dance thing. And I text a couple of the moms afterwards because their daughters just blew me away in how they were dancing. But one of them was in like 14 dances. Ron, uh, Nora did a dance for two minutes. And so I sat there for three hours <laughs> to watch everybody else's daughter dance and then Nora to get up there for two minutes. Um, but what I noticed was, and I, and I text this mom afterwards who has been hustling and working and picking up extra hours and all of these things to pay for all of these, what are they called, costumes, leotards, dance outfits. And I know what it costs for Nora's, times that by 14. And how many travels that they do and how many competitions that they do. And the mom is hustling to take care of this daughter who just shined. And I just thought, man, going to work, thinking about the kids all of the time, there's just something, I think, that goes off inside of that. Um, just being mindful. I had a dad that was like that. And so my dad, for nearly 30 years, drove a truck for UPS delivering uh, mail to people's front doors, carrying 100-pound packages, running in and out of this truck, the heart of a horse all day long, right, to be able to pull this thing off. And as soon as he would pull into the driveway, I had my baseball glove and I was ready to go. And I'm like, Dad, I know you got nothing else to do, right? <laughs> and you've been doing nothing all day. And you have all this energy. So come on, let's go. You, you, you haven't been on your feet all day. You haven't been running all day, trying to beat the clock all day. You've been sitting around. I'm sure you took a nap. Let's go. Let's play some catch. So what my dad would do is he would pull into the driveway, kiss my mom, and then come out to the yard. And so we had this yard that had this length to it. And so he, as a lefty, he would rear back and throw it into one of the corners of the yard, and I would take off running, and this was in the late 80s, early 90s, whenever the, the Cincinnati Reds were the deal, right? And Eric Davis was, you know, tracking down fly balls in the outfield, and I would dive and lay out, and I'd catch it, and I'd come firing back in and throw it to my dad. He'd grab it, and then he'd throw it over to the side, throw it into this corner, and I would take off running, and at the last second, and sometimes what dad would call, I would lollygag, that was the term, he would lollygag, I would just kind of like, and then I would take off at the last second so I could dive and catch that ball and then fire it into home. And he'd say, he's rounding third. He's coming home. And I'd fire it home and he'd tag him out. He's out there. He's out every time. Um, and just those memories that you have because you're mindful of those kids all of the time. There's a passage of scripture that we see in 1 Corinthians. The apostle Paul says he takes this inventory of the church and he says, you have many teachers, but you do not have many fathers. There, this was an indictment upon the church of the day. Everybody wanted to tell how to do it. Everyone had, wanted to teach how to do it. Everyone wanted to wax eloquently on how to do it and, and pontificate and look so good on being the great teacher. And Jesus says, stop. We need fathers who can get in there and lead and show them. And, and come alongside and let's do this thing together. And so more than just saying it with your mouth, dads, let's live this thing with our lives. I don't know how many times I'll be pre uh, preparing for a Sunday morning, preparing my message, and God would just tell me, would you just stop, please? Because your kids are all around and they're wanting their dad. I would rather you live the message and duke it on a Sunday morning than to nail it on Sunday morning and duke it the rest of the week with your own kids. 
please go be a father and not just a teacher. And I'll tell you that it's kind of this laughing, you know, statement that people make. Those who can, who can do, do. Those who can't do, teach. I, I, I think it's kind of a, a funny thing. I don't know that it's totally true. But there is a piece of it that it's a lot easier just to tell how it's done instead of diving into engage and show how it's done. And say, let me show you how to love this woman. Let me show you how to romance her heart. Let me show you how we take care of the mama. Let me show you how we take care of our sisters, right? And we're going to show and not just tell and point where to go. Leaders don't tell and point. Leaders say, come on, I've been there, and I want to cast a vision that's so convincing to you that's going to burn this passion. Like, yeah, I want that. I want to pursue that thing. My grandpa also was one of our Little League coaches. And so my grandpa and my dad was my Little League coach. And so grandpa, I'm trying to rewind the tape. This was, golly, 25 years ago, right? How old would you have been 25 years ago? Was that 60? Nobody knows. So (laughs) 60-ish? 65? 63? Okay. So That's how old he would have been, and so he challenges all of the other little leaguers. I can beat you in this race, and so we're going to run from home to first and then all the way back again. And so they would go in there, and they would take off, and at 65 years old, he's hitting first and spinning and coming back and laughing. I mean, he would just laugh the whole way back, just leaving these, you know, 10 and 12-year-olds in the dust. And I'm thinking now, I'm still half of 65 years old and I still couldn't do it. I, I can't beat little leaguers. How did, he, how did he do it? And it just spoke to this intensity and this grind and this, uh, and the fun and all of those sort of things that I had as a model shown to me. Maybe there's some grandpas out there and you're like, man, my kids are grown and gone and how do I engage in that? Dad's going to speak to that maybe in just a second as far as how can you still as a grandfather make an impact. Um, but one of my favorite Little League memories was this. I was pitching, and I throw, I throw, this, throw this pitch in there. I remember, still remember all the details. Josh Lee just dings one all the way out to center field. And we had a center fielder, but not really. And so the ball goes flying way out there. And as soon as I, I mean, I just come in, and as soon as I throw this thing, it goes right over my head, and I just take off running because I know exactly who's not going to catch this ball. <laughs> I take off, run all the way to center. I'm like, it's there. Get, get the ball. Get right this beside you. Yeah, you know, like, stop playing with your seeds or whatever. I don't know, whatever they were doing. Finally, they take it, throw this thing. I catch it and just turn around and fire this ball home. It's the only perfect strike I threw all night from center field. <laughs> Things on a rope. Comes in there. Paul is our, is our, is our catcher, and, and Josh had gone to first, to second, to third. He's rounding third. This thing comes humming and catches him, tags him out just as he's coming home, out of there, threw him out from center field. Grandpa comes flying out of the, out of the dugout. The gate just swings high. I'm like, yeah, I come running up, and he's standing here just like this. I jump up onto Grandpa. My knees went straight into his armpits, and he just caught me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we just won the World Series. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was fireworks were going crazy. We got the third out of the inning, but it was this awesome memory, and I'll tell you that the reason why we're able to make memories is the intentionality to be together. And to be in special moments together. Let's engage. Is, is, is my son interested in this? Then I need to get there. Is my son into whatever these things are? There's a lot of things that Judah is interested in that I'm not. 
And so I've got to be intentional. Okay, Judah, what is, what is this thing? What's this do? I don't know what this is. Teach me about it. And he kind of comes alive. He's like, yeah, let me, let me tell you about it. Grandpa wants to engage in my little league. Dad was engaged in my little league. All of those sort of things went into having these relationships that were intentional and really built a really cool bond. I want to, uh, well, I'm going to save that for the end because i got one more thing that I want to share. So, Dad, if you would maybe share a few things that you've learned from your father. Okay, well, there's a lot of things uh, that I've learned, but uh, first of all, just wanted to uh, do like you have done and Kathy did. I, I'd like just for a moment to address those that maybe this isn't an awesome day for you. Um, uh, it is an awesome day for me and my, and my family, but I know some of you have had a tough time. Uh, you haven't had maybe the father that I've had. And <clears throat> I, I want to say this to you. Receive your healing from Jesus Christ because he will heal you of whatever your past has been. Whatever kind of father you've had, he will heal you. And then you need to tell your story. You need to tell your story because there's someone else out there that needs to hear your story. And that will bring healing to them as well. So if you're hurting here this morning... Begin to prepare yourself to tell your story and to tell about a loving father who is not necessarily like your earthly father because he is a good, good father. I learned a lot of things from my dad and from my uh, mom as well. And uh, I'm a crier, so put up with my voice. I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, uh, mom and dad taught us a lot of stuff, but uh, one of the things that they taught us was uh, how to work hard and how to play hard. And, you know, that's a good balance to have is to know how, how to work hard and how to play hard. Uh, a lot of people have those out of balance. And it doesn't make for a good marriage when they're out of balance. It doesn't make for a good uh, parenting situation when you have those out of balance. But dad and mom taught us how to work hard and how to play hard. Um, Dad worked 34 years at Dana. My mom, uh, she didn't work outside the home until Teresa and I were, this is my sister here and her husband, Ron, um, until uh, we were uh, maybe junior high-ish or so. And she worked 20 years at St. Regis Paper Company. And she cooked and baked. And we had uh, two and a half acres there. And two acres of that was strawberry patch. You, you come and pick it. And we gardened and she canned and did all that stuff, sewed and uh, just worked hard. Dad worked 30, 34 years at Dana, and, and uh, he had a lawnmower shop at one time. He worked for my Uncle Kenny and my Uncle Johnny Painter. Uh, just worked hard to make ends meet. That's a good thing, but you know that can be overdone. So they also showed us how to play hard. We camped all over America I think by the time that uh, I was 12 and Teresa was 9, uh, we'd been in 35 states, and most of that was in a pop-up camper. And uh, there's so many stories to tell about that. But uh, we, we played sports. We, we just did so many things together that were fun things to do. And it's just a great balance to show your kids how to work hard. And it's a little dangerous to say to this group, to a group this size, 
that you need to learn how to play hard because there's always going to be a handful of you. You need to learn how to work. <laughs> and in today's market, we have uh, stimulus that will help you not work. Uh, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> But it is important to know how to relax, how to rejuvenate, how to rest. God himself worked six days, and on the seventh he rested. And he said, he even said that we were to allow the land to rest on the seventh year. So rest is important. Work is important. We learned that from mom and dad. <clears throat> dad also taught me. I'll have a tough time with this one, but uh, he also taught me how to love my wife and to love her deeply and to love her greatly. Uh, you'd see mom and dad holding hands occasionally. You'd always, if mom wanted something, dad did it for her. If mom wanted, uh, if dad wanted something, mom did it for him. They just served each other. That, that's one reason he likes it up at the Warren home is because they just baby him. <laughs> just like, just like mom babied him all the time. I mean, it was just, it almost got pathetic sometimes. <laughs> but they just took care of each other. Many of you know, uh, in 2009, my mom had her last major stroke. And the last two and a half years of her life, she was 90, 95% paralyzed. And dad, especially, but also Teresa, my sister, and Jackie, my wife, and myself, we helped take care of her for that two and a half years. And most every morning, I would go over and help Dad get her ready for the day. And I went over there one morning, and Dad was, he had been really hurting. He was approaching 80 years old at that time. He'll be 89 next month. But he was approaching 80 years old at that time. He was hurting in his back. His shoulders were aching. His knees and his hips were hurting him. But there he was taking care of my mom who was 90% paralyzed. So I go in the house, and, and he is hurting so badly. He's trying to roll her over and get her ready for the day. And he's just gritting his teeth. And I said, Dad, you knew I was coming over. Why didn't you wait? Why are you doing this? with a tear running down his cheek. He gritted his teeth, and he said, Till death do us part. That was my dad. Till death do us part. What a tremendous example. 
next, Dad? Happy Father's Day. Mm. So good. West Wing, you guys good? Man, no mascara is safe this morning. This morning, my kids surprised me with breakfast and some gifts, and this is one of the gifts that they gave me. Jude, I'm going to open it up. Will you pull out what's inside here? Holy cats. Uh-huh. Feeling like a man, trust me. Alyssa got me this. I mean, it's a hatchet, but it's about an axe. I mean, let's be serious. This thing has like Viking carvings on it and stuff, and it's charred, and then she had it engraved, and it says, The Man. <laughs> Reese, any questions? No. This is, this is now how I slice apples. I just, <laughs> this is how you get it done right here. And it even comes with a belt loop. So I see some of y'all wear those little knives. That's, that's cute. That's cute. It is. I mean, it's cute. It's, it's real cute. But whenever you've got this thing hanging halfway down your leg, ain't nobody going to mess with you there. You know, this gift, there's, this just reminded me of something that you want to fight for. And I'll tell you, fathers, today's the day. And if you've been passive in the battle, fighting for your family, fighting to pursue your wife or your children or your sons and daughters or whatever it is, pick up whatever those tools are. Maybe it's the tool of joy and you've just been way too heavy in your home and you need, you need to learn how to play well. Maybe it's the, the level of intensity on, come on, let's go, we got to work. We got we to gotta get some adventure going on inside of our spirits. We got to strengthen our, our spines with some courage speaking to your sons, calling them up to the next level. I don't know what those tools are for you. Maybe it's the tool of the word of God. You know, the Bible isn't called an ax, but it is called the sword of the Lord. And so in our family, we're banking our lives that the Bible is the ax. It's the tool that we're going to use to strengthen and sharpen our minds. So, so I'm investing financially into my kids to memorize scripture, to read books. I'm investing into them. What are the tools that you want to do dads to really cultivate those things inside of your kids. You know, the Civil War, this, it's coming up this date soon, July 2nd, 1863, the Civil War had a massive shift and a pivot. Many believe that it was pivoted on a little round top um, on that war. The general, Joshua Chamberlain, was the one that was leading the, the charge during that battle. And they had limited ammo, and as they would attack and they would go out, so several of their men would, would die and they would retreat and they would, become, they would come behind this stone wall. And they would jump over the wall and they would, take, they would attack and they would shoot and they would retreat and come back and they were dwindling by the numbers and how many men they had fighting. And as this war continues to go on, Joshua Chamberlain turns to his brother 
who was also in the army. And he says, how much ammo do we have left? And he says, that's it. What we have here is what we have, and we're out. Joshua Chamberlain decides that he is going to charge. And as he charges to give his life for this thing, he gets shot right in the stomach. And it hits his belt buckle and deflects off. And it saved his life. And he said this. He said, I want my battle to be like that of the Apostle Paul. He said, I press on toward the mark. With everything that I have, I'm pressing toward it. I'm not running from it. He said, I will be shot in the chest before I'm shot in the back. Because we're running to the battle. And so, dads, I want to encourage you. Make the call. Write the letter, invest the book, create their traditions. Don't let your kids be raised staring at the back of a laptop, the back of a cell phone. Get that stuff out and get right face to face. We've got several teachers, but what we need is fathers that will run to the battle, that will lift up their wife of 60 years with tears streaming down their face and said, I made a fact. And men, all of us, we've made vows. If you've got kids, you've made a vow before God that I'm responsible. I'm going to be a man. I'm going to father this one. I'm going to do the best that I can to to represent or to represent again God the Father to this family. That's our goal. And Grandpa, he put on a a clinic on, on what covenant really is that day. And fathers, I'll tell you, every day that you're alive, class is in session. And kids are leaning in, and they are watching. Trust me. Judah will say, Dad, why did you say that? Dad, why did you do that? I'm like, oh, my gosh. He has seen everything, and they're watching, and they are looking. And so let's lead our families the way that God would have us lead. Amen? I want to pray a blessing for you, and then we want to end with kind of a fun little gift that we have. Pastor Andrew, will you come? And join me up here. I know we've also got a couple guests. And Sarah Jackson, I love seeing your man with you here this morning. That is so cool. Make sure that we meet afterwards. Um, and anybody, anybody else. But as we close and we get ready to leave, we've got a fun gift. So guys, do we want to do this thing? All right. We told a couple baseball stories this morning. And so as we exit, we've got some of the coolest gum ever made and this is big league chew all right and so we're going to throw out some big league chew to all the dads out there and i want you to tuck that thing in there deep all right and uh and you just have a big old wad whenever you walk out of service today and uh yeah i see y'all are ready y'all are ready for it so uh so if you would let's uh let's pray and close and uh and let's just think of our dads and ultimately our heavenly father this morning Jesus, we thank you that you have just done a great work in so many people's lives through their fathers. And as we receive this challenge this morning from dad, that we would get healed in our story and begin to share our story. And God, that you would use us in mighty and powerful ways to be able to help heal the wounds of others, those father wounds that are, that are in there and that are deep. Lord, we do just celebrate and honor all of those men that are leading their homes and their families well. And we just pray an added blessing upon them, strengthen them, love them up today. 
In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, here we go. We're ready to give them away. So we're so glad that you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.